Well, the weather aside, we're moving on to you've been doing so much cool shit with skate after school, Kristen. You did a bunch of <laughs> it's tutorials. Called skate like a girl. <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> this is going so good, dude. What's up, skaters? We are live at number 26 Vent City Studios in Tempe, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, Chicago, Illinois, Scruff McGruff, and we have occupied Duwamish territory, aka Seattle, with Kristen Ebling, skateboarding's uh, free uh, course correcting consultant. Uh, just hit the DMs, just endlessly just fill up the fucking DMs. I have, I have uh, boy trouble. <laughs> We are Boy here trouble. live. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got some dudes. Yeah. I got some dudes. Uh, they're uh, acting shitty. <laughs> yeah. They're doing, they're doing their fucking ju- thing. Just so again. we're clear, no one did the fakey crook here except Ted. Oh, I did too. That's how we do it. I named the tricks that I know how to do. Thank you all for joining me. I thought it was, I, w- I was uh, mistaken into thinking it was a fakey frontside crook, which it's not. You know, I don't discriminate, uh, but I would have I would have absolutely called it a uh, guilty grind if I meant the fakey front side, which I've just mm. given over to him. R- Richard Mulder yeah, glaring at you. Who's yeah, that? Right. Uh, the real estate agent? <laughs> yeah, the real estate agent. Oh, yeah. Are wonderful, they easier wonderful or harder? homes in Santa Barbara. Which one's harder? I think they're sort of easier. Fakey front crook? Because it like, makes sense. Front crook is easier, slower. Fakey... Uh, oh, interesting. The backside crook is easier to land with speed. I have found this is not a this is not a a law. This is a personal preference. Well, we are here, and we're going to talk about a bunch of shit in skateboarding, and and I think mostly just skate stuff today. I would like to start this by asking everyone how you're all doing, and then I will skip immediately to talking. To skate like a girl's goddess about the Stop. scene workshop. <laughs> so, Ryan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. You know, I uh, last time we talked, hadn't skated in four months. Um, Poser. Got violently ill. <laughs> yeah. Got violently oh ill God. for about 10 days, not COVID. And uh, yeah, started skating probably a few days ago. So I skated the last four days. It's been pretty hot, um, but feeling yep. good. I have a, a mean hot pocket that I need to work through, but uh, you know, I'm back in skate brain, which is which has been good for me. I, I really needed that. Um, you know, you don't really know how much you miss skating until you don't do it for a few months. Mm. I've never been there. No, I've I've been three months. It was terrible. Uh, it was nearly the end. I thought I wouldn't see the. I thought I wouldn't see twenty four. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm good. I can we all up. just give you a clap on getting your book to the next stage? Oh man, that's nice. That's kind. Wonder- Thanks. Wonderful Thanks, work. Y'all. Uh, Thanks. What's it, it called? The Bafflement of, of Skateboarding and more from my podcast. 
pretty much. It's called Vent City. <laughs> Vent City, uh, the book. Vent City. I took. Yeah, I swiped it. Um, yeah, it's the first draft of uh, what will be a book in a year from now. It'll be out August 2021, and I got all the writing done. Um, Hell yeah! So yeah, man, it was it was a lot. It was a it was a very serious six months of writing. I think I averaged about like a page a day for the last six months, which is like more than anything, just like terribly unlike um, my normal sort of way of working. Like I'm normally very um, fits and starts and, you know, not in any way regular with my productivity. So it was good. It's good to like have a window and get out of that window. And now I went away with uh, with my wife for the weekend. And now uh, I get to be back and shift into a totally different way of being. And celebrate a birthday. Celebrate my 42nd birthday, which is, as everyone knows, the most important, the like the the most monumental number of any young young man's life, person's life is 42. <laughs> it's when everything starts. Uh, I've heard that it's 33, but we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> um, and I'll expect you all to be there on the Zoom because it'll still be locked down next year. I'm sure. I think we're. I think we're dead. I think this is. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I'm pretty sure this is lost, and we're just floating in purgatory, and there is no time. So now that we're all locked in our homes forever, Ted, are uh, you in a closet? How is like, yours? Why in... is your background black, dude? My you, this is your new studio. I don't have a zoom light, guys. I'm gonna show you my closet. I have decked out my closet to be a fucking little sound booth. Uh, but right now, I had to put a bunch of dirty clothes and old skate decks in there. So. Now it smells like sweat and bad memories. Wait, so you're you're not actually even in there. You're just in a poorly lit room. No. So right now it's poorly lit. Um you know what? It's making me feel self-conscious now. Let's just <laughs> let's just provide me the space I just was honestly curious if that was a background or like you're literally in like a bunker. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Both heads were like recording like from a the real bunker. YouTuber. Yeah, you do. Um He's got What's a, up, YouTube? He's got to really set the scene for his Alex Jones rants, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get a green screen, and uh, and it's just going to be a big cue, like a halo around my head. Uh, Kristen, it's been three weeks. I'm glad to see your face and your bike. <laughs> and my keys. Uh, <laughs> and your keys. Yeah. You've been kickflip front boarding. You've been connecting with uh, Shane Auckland. And you guys have been hitting the streets and the co-working environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm done. Ted already gave my intro. Uh, That's it. No. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. Uh, Shane is in town and we're filming uh, some VX clips, trying to put together a part, which will be fun. Um, trying to challenge myself to film like all the tricks that I've learned outside my house on my little ledge shout out Terrence for the ledge and my little flat bar and stuff and try to take them to the streets so yeah I'm excited because it's like all tricks I've never like done before in the street um so that's cool and uh yeah kind of unfortunate circumstances from the park to the streets no, she's yeah. taking it from the street to the street. <laughs> Out from my house to, hey, that's spots outside from outside my house or whatever. Um, what's that Instagram account? That's that's right by my house. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it kind of unfortunate circumstances that uh, Shane was in town. Uh, yeah. Corey Kennedy's dad passed away. And then also like our friend Sean Matagaty, um 
died by suicide. And so that's been really hard. Um, but it's cool to be in community with your friends and spend time with them. And yeah, so just been skating street a lot and trying to be super safe about it. That's good. Where where is Shane normally? Where where is he oh, these days? Uh, he's originally from Snohomish, uh, which is like just north of Seattle a bit. But uh, he lives in L.A. He's lived in L.A. for like the last 10 years or so. Um, he moved down originally like to work for the barracks like way back in the day and then stuck around in L.A. But yeah, he's been up here for he'll probably be up here for about a month Sick. or so. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, condolences. And um, I think that uh, there's been some really beautiful stuff coming out of Seattle um, in the wake of that. I've been, um, you know, I obviously I don't know what's going on in the personal lives of everybody there, but it seems like the scene has really kind of rallied to to actually be what we kind of say, you know, skating is. It's a little community, and I've I've seen a lot of support for for stuff, and it's been really cool. Yeah, definitely. Check out kickflips for Smotag on Instagram. It's pretty dope. Uh, Sean was known for having a perfect kickflip. So um, <laughs> show love by filming a kickflip and tagging them. It'd be sick. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, nobody asked me, but I'm good. And let's go back to Kristen. <laughs> no, uh, Ted, how are you doing? And <laughs> yeah, no, Ted, I'd like to hear something more, actually. You're, you're, you've are you you've taken it back to the late night curb sessions. Uh, yeah. We are, the restaurant just so unfortunately is employing people again and trying to, you know, build up the local economy, which I'm just not a fan of. Um, I really thought they would just give me that curb and that giant plot of land <laughs> and parking lot and keep the lights on for my sessions. Um, no, uh, it's been good. I've been uh, skating the curb again. It was 114 degrees yesterday with a, <laughs> with a with a low of 91. So Love that low. Love that, dude, that 11 p.m. 91. So... Oh, no. 11 p.m. was definitely triple digits. Uh, so I hit the curb at, at 1 p.m. I got props from a passerby and I was like, I don't really feel safe knowing that there's just some random uh, skate props are out here. Uh, no one should be out here. Wait, wait, no, you 1 p.m. You you went in the middle of the day no, or 1 a.m.? Delusional. 1 a.m. I was 1 in the middle yeah, yeah, of the yeah. night. No, that I makes just, more sense. I can't yeah. keep my sentences together. And that's why I direct the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, 1 a.m. I did my first ever 360 flip to no slide. That's it, so sick. God damn, it that's was, a hard trick. It was not easy. It took 10 years of falling on my bum ski uh, with a couple more last night. And I did it to fakie, which is not the way I wanted it to go, but I'm taking it. Fuck yeah. And, um, Kyra Foster gave me a thumbs up on Instagram, so I guess my skate career is as accomplished as it could ever be. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Ted, we should go street skating. <laughs> Come on. And you Kristen. Need to another part. <laughs> um, some people have tried to get me out uh, street skating, and I have thought, sure, what are you doing after you're asleep? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm down to hit, to hit the streets in as uh, limited capacity as I can between the hours of 1 a.m. and I guess 3 p.m. because I don't know the difference. Can I intrude and ask a question there? Because I'm really curious about this um, because I'm finding myself more and more like subject to the weather at this stage in my life. Like, Kristen, are you I know that Seattle is generally a place um, this time of year that is like, is, is this like a good window right now for skating in Seattle? Like, are you blessed or are you 
are you making do with like humidity and gnarly stuff as well? Are you blessed or are you stressed? <laughs> yeah, one blessed. of the, it's one uh, or the other. Definitely more blessed than everyone else <laughs> in this video conference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not really humid. It's like kind of hot. It's like in the eighties. I think we had 90 degree weather, but like, I don't know. We found like kind of a shadier spot to skate the other day. It was pretty chill. Um, the only thing that sucks is I get really hot at night and can't really sleep very well. Um, and makes me have nightmares Mm -hmm, when it's hot out for some reason. So it's just hard for me to sleep and I don't have like air conditioning or anything because it's like rarely that hot here. It's like, would be weird to have air conditioning. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's like in the 90s, like, I don't know. I feel like super lucky and it's like not, um, I don't actually mind it being hot. I actually prefer it hotter, like when I'm skating versus colder. Like some people that skate in the Northwest, like love putting on a thermal and like a hoodie and all that. And I hate that because I just get sweaty on the inside, but then it's like freezing cold on the outside. I don't know, it's just odd. So I like it when it's it takes hot Takes forever out, to warm up too. Yeah, exactly. So I I prefer like 90 degree weather to like 50 degree weather, but a lot of skaters would fight me on that, I think. This, I mean, what this stuff you guys are saying about in Phoenix, like this, that just like, it just boggles the mind, like to actually think what 114 is. Like how many people who are listening have any idea what 114 actually feels? We got, we got our, we got our, then there's like a feels like category. (laughs) Right, right, right. But I mean, it makes heat jocks out of all of us. It's it's, it's fucking obnoxious. We got, it's us, the Iraqi skaters and the Saudi Arabian skaters. (laughs) Fucking, it's, I mean, I know that I've been, I've been in Vegas one afternoon when like my eyeballs were pulsing. I was like, I think this is the hottest I've ever been. Like, you know, you feel your blood, like your eyes actually... You can feel your pulse. And yeah. Plus, you're being suctioned into like a cultural void of just well, yeah, like that's, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I that, think that's uh, part of it. There, there is an upside though to street skating in the summer, which is that there's a there's a real impulse, obviously, to get your trick really quickly, but also it just clears everything. Like every mm. public space, like there's nobody outside. Like you're basically yeah. like on Mars, you know, you go to a, a plaza or something and there's, there's no one anywhere. And so that's a, that's an element of it that I really do like, um, which is that like, you know, you got 20 minutes to land your trick, take some ice yeah. with you, take a, you know, some shade of some sort or something. And I don't know. And then you cool down with some outdoor Bikram. It's the only place where you can, <laughs> uh, well, the weather aside, we're moving on to you've been doing so much cool shit with Skate After School, Kristen. You did a bunch of it's tutorials. Called skate like a girl. <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> this is going so good. What dude. did I just say? Thing, you said Skate After School. It's thing, okay. Who, what is that? Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> what even is that? All right. Tim, so thankful to have you on this call. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! Can we fuck? Can I grab the rudder? Uh, what's it called on a boat? I don't really care. We're we're backing up. We're talking right. about skate like a girl. We're talking zine about. Wait, making workshop. Wait, it's it's a skate witch's scene making workshop. <laughs> oh fuck, that's true. <laughs> so Kristen, you did a thing with a different organization. Tell us about that thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It was something so, about skating. I, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, my friend and I, uh, Shari White, we started the Skate Witches zine together about like eight or nine years ago, um, I think, something around there. And um, we had this opportunity just because Shari's been filming with Vans, like doing the credits video and stuff like that. Um, had kind of a link there, and they wanted to feature Skate Witches as part of like their 
brand marketing um, campaign. And so we were like, okay, that's cool, but also like sort of corny. Like what could we do that would be cool, you know, now that we kind of have our foot in the door in a way or whatever. And what we advocated for was doing some different events in different key cities like around the world um, to do like videography, photography, and writing workshops just because we feel like a big gap now is not like women and trans people having access to skateboarding. Like there's a lot of us like skating and making crews and meetups and everything. And that's amazing. But still when it comes to like media and like getting submissions for our zine and like creating, you know what I mean? It's like, there's not a whole lot of us um, that are kind of behind the scenes in that way um, in terms of the media. So what we wanted to do is create workshops, like pop-up workshops in different places around the world to um, get people excited about, you know, filming, taking photos and, and writing about skating. Um, and so since COVID happened, we weren't able to do the in-person events, which really sucked because I was really looking forward to like traveling around the world with one of my best friends, like skating. And, you know, it sounded amazing. I was like so excited for the summer, but, um, yeah, it ended up, uh, we made lemonade out of the situation and, um, created basically tutorial videos, um, which are on, I think it's vans.com slash skatewitches is the URL. Um, and we've done a couple different challenges related to the video releases. So we did like a video editing challenge. Like the beginner challenge was like you download footage that Shari filmed and then re-edited it. And then like the advanced challenge was like making your own edit. Um, and we got to give away like some prizes for that and stuff. So yeah, it's been cool to like, you know, like I said, still be able to do something. Um, and making the tutorial videos was kind of what we did. And, uh, What's cool about that is it's more timeless and I think we actually will end up reaching more people overall. So yeah, my hope is that like, mm -hmm. you know, more diverse people are like, hell yeah, like I want to be in the media side of skating um, and maybe as well as skateboarding or like, you know, I'm not as good at skating, but I really want to pick up a camera or whatever. So that's kind of the whole goal. So, you know, time will tell if people got inspired by it, but I'm hopeful that, you know, more people get into it. So yeah. Yeah. I it. feel like you've, you've really been, like taking off with that form, which is like when uh, not with skate, which is but with skate like a girl, you 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 moved your all your camps online, like in, you know, a couple of weeks or however long you had to do with that. And then but you you had that slappy tutorial that was so fucking good. And I saw that people were like legit engaging and learning slappies. It's like maybe the the only effective trick tip of all time. <laughs> and I feel like you've just been doing a really good job at like. I don't know, adapting to the moment and moving, just like continuing to push skating into new spaces and to kind of increase accessibility and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, whether skate, which is a skate like a girl, um, it's, I don't know, you, you've, in, in, in my view are, you know, sort of pioneering that at least on an organizational front. Yeah. Kind of had to, but it's been fun. Like I do actually really enjoy trying to explain things so that it, and break things down as small as you possibly can to get it so anybody could at least understand. Um, I think a lot of skateboarding tutorial videos in general, and since quarantine started, I've been like, been like, oh, maybe I could learn how to hard flip. Like, you know what I mean? Like, feel like maybe I could learn how to cook. Like that was like, you know, and I've been struggling to find a video that actually like explains more what's happening. So I don't know. I guess I've kind of been inspired by just teaching skateboarding for a long time and being inspired by or like excited by the idea of like people getting it finally like that really like gets me excited like um and kind of the combination of like just knowing what's out there on the internet is like 
yeah, you know, you just jam it in there. Or like, yeah, you know, like you just go for it or you just <laughs> yeah. flick, put it in the pocket or like whatever the, you know, it's You'd like. You'd be better at skating than you already are. <laughs> yeah, bend your knees and commit, like whatever yeah. it is, like uh, just really trying to break it down and, and create a pathway for people to figure it out. Yeah, it's been it's been cool to get a lot of feedback, especially on the, the slappy one. Um, I made an Ollie video a couple months ago too that a lot of people were like, holy crap, like I finally got the timing down and stuff like that. So anyways, it's been, it's been cool to do that. It seems to me that like one of the things we're seeing at this stage of our new reality is that there's a real gap between people who are um, not only like engaged and intrigued and uh, enthusiastic for um, finding new ways to communicate and finding like we could call it the silver lining, right. In like this situation, like you kind of said like, well, it's out of necessity. Right. But, but it does also seem to me that one of the things that's going on here is that there is a certain approach to community and a certain approach to um, education and conversation that is way more suited for our current circumstances than others were. Right. Like my, uh, my wife is a poet and she did um, an event the other night that was like an exquisite corpse, which means that like, you know, different artists work together and you pass a thing off to the next person and the person takes whatever they were given and makes something based on what they were given and then passes it along. And at the end of the progress, or the end of the process, you have this beautiful, weird thing. Um, and the guy who was leading kind of the discussion afterward was very clearly like, saw the fact that we had to do it on Zoom as like uh, a negative, as a downside, as like a sacrifice. Like, oh, it's too bad that we have to do it this way. Whereas all the poets were like, no, man, like this is the whole reason this worked was because we we've been given this situation. We have to work within these constraints. And this is this is a new kind of community. Um, and so I do think there's something, Kristen, that like that's that I, I felt in watching the Skate Witches video about the zine and writing education and like coming at writing from these different angles with these four different writers, like it seemed totally natural to each of those people to be giving that kind of instruction. Um, and I can imagine for most of the people who are going to watch that, it feels totally natural and not like some sort of sacrifice and not like, Oh God, we have to do this online. Like there, there's a real sort of, I think litmus that we're seeing right now with people who are like, no, this is, this is kind of what it what it means to be me. It's like to find the people I can find and have the conversations I can have, whatever form that may take. And I think I think that's what's super rad about the the skate witches thing in particular. It's like that's that's a strange thing for vans to do, but it's obviously a totally natural thing for you all to be doing. And that's it's super cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I was really stoked that they were like down to kind of let us that's kind of our whole thing. Yeah. And what I always try to remember is that there's somebody out there that's like me 10 years ago, 20 years ago that wants to get into it, but just needs right. somebody to like extend that olive branch. And so like, or that hand, you know, to help them. So, you know, definitely just always trying to take it from that angle that there's people that haven't showed up yet. And how can you invite them in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's fucking awesome. Moving down the railroad. <laughs> 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 Uh, All right. And then perfect segue to speaking of workshops, uh, Tiago gave us a course on how not to pick music for your uh, (laughs) new (laughs) signature skate park. Oh, fuck. What is up with it? So I was off the internet for a few days over the weekend and I come back and people were like hating on this fucking Tiago, which to me is like one of my favorite songs of the 1990s. 
is Devil's Pie by D'Angelo, produced by DJ Premier. And suddenly it's like, oh, how what a grotesque choice of music for Tiago, the greatest living skateboarder to like. I don't I don't understand. I think could, could you I think that it just kind of it fell a little flat for how powerful Tiago skating was. And I don't think that the um, the glitch effects that were like interspersed in between the clips of like the yeah. color bars that was uh that is a plugin that you can download yeah <laughs> that was, was a, the worst yeah. thing ever <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just right. like and I, and I how do i go I from clip to that. clip yeah dude, and it's said, like my internet's already like glitching all the time at work it's just like <laughs> fuck dude like i legit thought it was just my internet <laughs> and then i was like wait <laughs> i am curious what that is right because it's not like it's some sort of analog sort of leftover archaic technology it's it's actually just it's just squares, right? It's not even approximating VHS. It's just it's purple purple rectangles. Yeah, I think it's, that the the really the rule now should be that if you're going to do something different, it has to be done analog in camera. Like it never comes across well if you're if you're fucking with things in post, but it's like, you know, if you want to go the palace route and film on a VHS camera, edit it in that way yeah, in the, you know, yeah. so that it looks authentic, but yeah, I'm just uh, dime make all of Tiago's edits for uh, <laughs> the impending future challenge. I was gonna say, speaking of dime, you gotta respect that he's wearing that dime shirt, that yellow shirt in like half the footage, I feel like. Have we not talked about yellow shirt before? Because yellow shirt is one of the sickest parts of like the 90s that I feel like hasn't quite made it into the kind of the, the Dude, retro. I I wore a yellow shirt every Friday from 1993 until 1997. I'm pretty sure like I actually kept that up with my buddy Rob. It was like yellow shirt Friday. Yes. Yellow shirt is it's like they're made out of like gilded cardboard and grip yeah. tape or something. Yeah. And they yeah. just like they just tear you up and they make you stand out like a lemon and Rick McCrank was in them and everyone had them. And then everybody just boycotted yellow for some reason. Like it was a war criminal and it just, it, it never <laughs> I feel like it. we're about a week and a half from like a Charlie Brown t-shirt Renaissance. So I think we got to be careful. Like it's going to yes. happen. Yes. I, uh, but I welcome this dude. Yeah. The clip I just sent you guys, I'm wearing a yellow shirt. Like I've been wearing a yellow shirt pretty much. Oh shit. Like, you every are. Day. <laughs> oh, yes. Sick. Ahead that's of the curve. Sick as hell. Me and Tiago. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening, dude. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, also, there's a fucking clip of them removing the bar, and you just said, you said, uh, when the boys help you skate the spot. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Tiago's <laughs> squad for um, removing the bar so I could uh, also skate the spot. Really showing love. Appreciate it. <laughs> fucking correct me up uh so what about the what all right so ryan is i don't want to like belabor this d'angelo point like that's fine oh i've got much the issue the issue is that this is powerful skating so it should have a powerful faster song yes is that is that our beef two things i mean it doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily criticism the concern is from the critics, which I'm not one of. I'm just a journalist. I'm just mm. reporting the facts on the ground. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. criticism <laughs> is just that Tiago is one of the most powerful, explosive, vibrant skaters of a generation. And to try to fit him in just 
by saying, ah, here's a fucking 90s song. He's like a chill flow city cruiser. This will just mesh. And you're and it's like you're fucking uh, putting firecrackers in a vat of mayonnaise. You can't just take something explosive and something smooth and and expect that those two things are going to complement each other. It's that it feels like it was a willy nilly, just like 90s. You know, they're like, oh, we'll just fucking make a 90s part. Here's this song. But I think for the counterpoint to that, if I can be a fair both sides journalist here, is that a lot of people are actually unfamiliar with this D'Angelo character and actually don't know. They don't have a large 90s catalog. Like I said, my 90s R&B and hip hop is mostly Casey and JoJo. It's a lot of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, and and. And so when we hear a D'Angelo song, we're not versed in this canon of kick-ass, smooth lyricists, okay? What would be your re-edit song? Mine is Enya's uh, classic, <laughs> the Enya song. <laughs> yes, uh, you can find a re-edit of that without any of the skate tricks that I took 45 minutes out of my day to make for absolutely nobody to enjoy. So, so Tim Ward like gave us a Public Enemy song that he thought it should have been edited to. Ryan, what would you put it? I don't fucking know. I yeah, I don't have a solution for that. I I also just have dog shit taste in music. But when I when I watched it, I was just kind of like, you know, Tiago is is to me the greatest skater of my generation. And so yeah. everything have you heard I of want Kevin watch, Spanky Long. Everything I I see, <laughs> I'm like. I need, I need this to be perfect. And the dime edits really give us that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess like for me, uh, having kind of pretty normy taste in, in music, I want like the P remember the P rod edit where he skated to, to Kanye. No, I remember yeah. the one where he skated to Sonic youth and I thought it was an absolute <laughs> fucking train yeah. wreck. Yeah. That was, he skated to Kanye's power. Right? That one power. was terrible. But when P rod skated to power, it was like, okay, this is like one of the best skaters at the top of his game skating to like a yeah, really yeah, yeah. popular, powerful track that kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it kind of, it fit the moment. I guess for me, that's, that's sort of what this track is only in as much as like, licensing wise this is probably super expensive it feels like high budget you know new balance doesn't really have any sort of character so they went with like i don't yeah i yeah i don't know i i i think i i'm super sympathetic to the point about the edit i get really like testy when it comes to the song because i just think it's a dope track because it's it is yeah i never i've never never heard that track i did love that uh, so much of the footage was, I look like all of the footage actually was filmed in Brazil, probably presumably like under quarantine, but, uh, yeah. he just looks like he's, it looked like he just went out skating for a couple months, which is a, a really great approach to film a video part. He's like wearing the same outfit yeah. in a bunch of clips, really yep. fucking sweaty. Uh, that's great. <laughs> also, doesn't it just kind of feel good to know that like, while Bolsonaro was just in the hospital, Tiago was just out skating the streets and it kind of felt like all things were right for a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Getting bit by an emu. <laughs> <laughs> My general feeling uh, is, is what Ryan said about Dime. I just am like very happy with the in atmosphere that goes into a dime video. You have the, oh yeah. You have these other like funny things kind of like 
making it a more fun watch. But when it's just kind of a straightforward, like big pop, fine song, um, there's something kind of low volume about it. I mean, that's fair. Another way to say this is that he made more sense on DC. Like, yes, he would have had such a sick domino part. Shame. It's a good. This is a good part that this crooked grind kickflip transfer over thing on this whole rail is. Well, the thing about it is it, it, the thing's just a fucking money pit, too. They made like a really expensive motion graphics animation that dissects all the technical elements of the shoe. Like nobody has ever bought a shoe because you've been able to adequately portray through a computer graphic what the airbag looks like on the inside. Uh, yeah. But they're like, I don't know. Here's 50,000 bucks on this. Uh, <laughs> the shoe looks great, actually, I think. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like the black. The black one's real good looking. That white and blue one just looks... Like you're going to mow a lawn? I mean, it looks like what it is. Yeah, like you're going <laughs> like they, they, yeah, to... They do yeah. have a Kirkland signature vibe about them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of dads... Sure. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I don't know, Tiago. Nice job. You did it, my friend. Uh, <laughs> there was a fucking... I don't know what the fuck to say. Anyways, another skate video that came out that was really fucking hilarious is obviously, and it's really good and everything about it is perfect and awesome because it came from such a great media empire. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Beagle had a my war and it was fucking, <laughs> uh, from the Vitello dynasty comes Beagle's my war. Uh, <laughs> Something is just funny about fucking taking this like overly epic kind of, um, I don't know, segment episodic package and and fixating it, fixating it around uh, what I would describe as a plop and dropper. If I can adequately uh, get at the essence of Beagle skating and there's just something, I don't know, amazing about the triple plop. I, I don't know, Ryan, you were super into it. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Uh, I mean, I the the thing that really stuck with me was that he, that like in the midst of the chaos of like getting the Baca no slide big spin and a couple yeah. other enders, they're like carving out time to like, dude, Beagle, you got this. Like we're going to the spot. We're going to, we're going to run around the corner. Like you got this. Yeah. And there's something I think, you know, kind of strengths, Let's start. Weaknesses of Baker. All of the bad things. Strengths of Baker. They're kind of a crew. And uh, Herman is filming one of the angles. And that kind of like is, you know, kind of your dream scenario is like, yeah, we have a company where it's like, we all just go out and skate together. And like, you grab the camera and like, you film me do my cool trick. And then I'll grab the camera and film me do your cool trick. And there's something like kind of really wholesome and heartwarming about that. And they're like, <laughs> they're just grizzled and older now and not as cute as they used to be. And there's something really heartwarming. I think about that kind of, you know, middle school camera trade off thing. Yeah. You got to hand it to Reynolds. I mean, he's, he's done a really good job of, of tagging yeah. vans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> uh hey man, whatever works. Uh, but no, he's done a really good job of kind of capturing the 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 like authenticity of a team aesthetic that everyone seems to be craving right now. Um and I feel like he's uh probably made some hard decisions letting go a lot of people on the team, but uh you know, it's a it's a hard thing to do and and he seems to 
Like, it feels real to me. It doesn't feel like bullshit. Did anyone get really hyped when Beagle decided that his inspiration for the trick was his dog? Yeah, that <laughs> was incredible. I think that was that was goddamn beautiful. That was like a moment of pure humanity. Yes. I, I loved it. Well, it wasn't pure humanity. I like a they, there's like a long trajectory of filmers having an exceptionally weird bag of tricks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. What I, I is think that? that uh, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. I don't so know. True. But I can switch inward heel, so take it. Um, Dude, I, I just nobody's... love the My War segments in general. Like, I don't know. I've just been going through the <laughs> online, all the videos online. I'm, like, seriously really into watching YouTube. Um, like, I used to watch, like, Netflix shows and stuff. But since quarantine started, I just have gotten so obsessed with watching as much skateboarding content as possible. And um, I watched every single My War. Oh, and I got to tell you about John Hill. I just, oh no, I can't watch that dude's videos. He like freaks me out because he's so confident looking at his GoPro or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I cannot handle that level of confidence. Like it like makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Anyways, back to me watching every episode of My War. I just love hearing that like Chris Jocelyn is like scared. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, just something about like hearing, I don't know, just the ways people have to like, figure out a trick and like i don't know their process and stuff i just it brings a humanity you know where it was missing yeah. from their video part in the bail section you know i don't know i think my wars a really cool segment and then just having beagle have one was just like so sick um now yeah. you know the door's wide open for a girl to get one so let's do it oh has there no there it, there's kind of a funny <laughs> contrast there though between like the cultural moment that that street skating is having right now is very much like a resurgence of plaza skating and edits where it just looks like oh we just like you know handful of guys went out and we we put this together over the weekend like the that new Shadorn edit is is like that like they went on a trip and on this show he's Chad Bourne <laughs> Chad Bourne everything everything feels like unscripted though but then. And I remember like a few years ago, people kind of started to feel like, oh, the, you know, the stay gold uh, process of filming skate videos where you clearly are like training for a trick and then you you spend two weeks working on it. Like that's really outdated. But now yeah. when I watch my wars, I'm like, oh, this is actually refreshing again. <laughs> I kind of yeah, want to yeah. see a guy try a trick every week for fucking like, you know, almost lose his marriage over it, uh, you know, spend, <laughs> spend like half a year on it. I, I mean, yeah, going going back to the older ones, I mean, Baka taking the bus back and forth is like both, it is both a scathing indictment of the failures of capitalism and just a... a See, a, I actually mind, totally disagree a, with that. I mind, I'm being, I'm being facetious, the, but, Kyle. But the, the best way to get between Las Vegas and LA is definitely the bus, right? Like we no, don't want it. We don't no. want them to fly him. Uh, underground drill tunnel. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Baka, hitchhike, hitchhike for us. Um, my, uh, I, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Look, there's helicopters. There's uh, there's Dodge Hellcats that can outrun the police. It doesn't matter. Anyways, but it's also this thing of just being able to see, like, it seemed like, I mean, it may be true that the, the era of obsessive single trick kind of part compilations may be coming to a close as people get into this more groovier era. But to see somebody's, like, absolute obsession and dedication to one single, one single three second moment of skateboarding is like 
it is very it's very impressive and it it feels really good to know that like there at least is a space where people are still just like absolutely committing their mind and body to the just the act of their highest potential of skating it's it's not it does have a dark side when some people are 32 and they're uh only get four hours of sleep before their work day because they were trying to do a 360 flip nose slide on a curb. Uh, that's a whole nother story, but it's really great to see them kind of just full, you know, triple decker lip slide is just funny, but there's something so great about him being like, dude, I'm going to fucking triple decker lip slide. Like that's my life's work. <laughs> Kristen, what are the other good ones? Cause the only ones I watched, I saw the miles Silvis one, the switchback heel, uh, at, um, Wallenberg. He has um, another good one. The one, remember that line that he did? Was it Adidas thing? Oh, that like all night line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one was cool. There was one, it might have been Ryan Desenzo doing this like really big kickflip. I could be yes, wrong. Yes, that could, double set. Yeah, that was so messed up. There was one at El Toro. Which one was that? That was Jamie oh, Floyd Jamie first Floyd. try front crook. Yeah. Oh, that, right. was, that was probably the least interesting one, but pretty yeah. crazy nonetheless. It was so fucking crazy. I pinched, I locked on, <laughs> and then I took it down the whole way. Yeah. I think what's interesting about those big like enders or that trick that people really like focus on is it's like kind of the like pinnacle of like um skateboarding's like complete like utter meaning. Like it's like really specific meaning to us, but then it also it's like meaninglessness. It's like both of those things combine, like there's like a chart of those things, right? It's like the very highest because it's like, like Ted, you were saying, it's like literally three seconds of your life, right? It's like one trick. It's like, you just have to commit and focus on it, right? And you have to 100% believe in yourself, no matter how many times you got it wrong. Like you have to continue to believe in yourself and you do it. And it means so much because you're going back and back and back and back. And it's not even necessarily about like the video part of the deadline. Like in some of the My Wars, it's like like Miles' switchback heel was like literally like years or something like that. Um, Like a couple of them are like really long spans. So I think what's really interesting about that in particular, like that culture, is that it's like just kind of the combination of it being like extremely meaningful and how little skateboarding actually means at the same time. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever look at your own My Wars on your phone and be like, Man, there are 50 fucking clips of me trying to frontside flip this hip. God damn it. Like yeah. I always I always wonder about like if you tell people like that they're about to be in for a battle if they just be like, "No, nah, fuck that." Yeah, in my experience like in person, it's like a very awkward thing. You're cuz you're just like the uh, the obsessed obsession over this small trick that you know sometimes feels kind of like irrelevant in the in the bigger picture it's like totally. i don't know it it is when i have to call a filmer and i'm like hey you want to go back to that spot for the fucking seventh time <laughs> right and they're just like what? they're they they like secretly don't think i got it and i'm like dude i can't let this go i'm really sorry well so that's that to me is maybe the more interesting like the most interesting thing from my angle is like, well, there, there are very different drives, right? And one of the drives is just like pure desire. I really want to do this. And the other one is like this sort of like obligation or burden of it. And like Baca's was really interesting because of all those trips, it, you know, he had done the nose slide and did the nose slide every time. And he admits like it was a stupid fucking trick. Like a, a, <laughs> he did it originally a, a as a joke or something. Sh- right. Like a 270 <laughs> shove out of a nose slide is like, it's pretty silly. 
So like whatever that drive was complicated by, you know, with the Baker ones, it's always like the deadline, the deadline's coming and, you know, we've got like two more days. You got to uh-huh. do it. Um, it creates this weird kind of energy. Um, but, but I mean, like for us, I, well, it's different for each of the four of us, but I don't know. I always feel a very real difference between a thing I really want to do and a thing that I just sort of like, I'm, I'm doing for, for some sort of obligation or like, I have a sense that I should be able to do a thing. Um, so I'm like, I'm curious, like where do you, do you, Kristen, now that you're going out and filming street clips, like, are you tapping back into like only good parts of yourself or do you feel like that sort of creeping sort of pressure coming on again? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just feel like every trick I try is a my war, honestly. That's shame. <laughs> um, Same, yeah. I yeah. like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at being like, okay, I think this is just out of my comfort zone. It's within reach, but I'm going to have to really believe in myself that day. I'm going to have to like practice. Like, I don't know. This is super nerdy, but just being real and vulnerable right now. Like literally if I know I'm going to go do XYZ trick, like I'll go and practice that trick for days. Like today, I don't yeah. know. I want to switch flip something. And like I did like, as many switch flips as possible in a row. Like I actually do really like have to get my muscle memory together. So for me, it's like, it is very much like targeted. Um, so yeah, I think it's like, it's more yeah. about, I love the feeling of being like, if I'm not trying, I'll never do it. But if I really push myself, I can. I love that feeling of like having to believe yourself, believe in yourself, but also put in the work and you'll get there. I love that feeling. So mm-hmm. that to me is like, why I think street skating is so fun is because the spots are harder. It's never, you know, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, I've never went to a spot and thought it was easier to skate than it looked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, I, I like that. That to me is really thrilling. Yeah. I'm curious Ryan's take or Ted. I'm so psyched to see your switch flip. That's all I have to say. Now the pressure's uh, on. Fuck. <laughs> there wasn't pressure. Now there is. <laughs> Kristen, no, I can't it, believe you're going to switch flip the 10 at uh, the Jimi Hendrix high school. Oh, my God. Um, it's an 11, but it's cool. Corey Kennedy. Dude, we cannot that. get a thing right. I think he switched big flipped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, same thing. Um, it's cool. <laughs> wait. I want to just take a poll real quick uh, before uh, Ryan's my war. Because I want to know about your hardest time in the trenches, bro. Do you guys still get fucking super mad skating? Still? I'm assuming you all get super mad. <laughs> um, I don't get mad, but um, <laughs> I was skating the spot and these folks came up. I was listening to music on a jam box, which I love doing while I'm street skating. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Shane doesn't mind if there's like, you know, music in the background. And I'm bumping music. I'm having a moment. Like my friend that passed away a couple years ago, I like felt their energy. Like I was like in the forest, like skating this really cool spot. And I was feeling it. And these people come up and start blasting Eminem on their jam box. And then our jam box died. And it was like this whole thing where I got so angry and upset about like that I was having a vibe and I almost landed the trick really easily. And then these people came and like ruined my vibe so no i don't get yeah, like, but obviously pissed. in any cypher battle b rabbit's gonna win <laughs> <laughs> then they started playing dubstep dude i like lost my mind luckily they left but yeah that's what i get mad about is like distractions 
Anyways, someone else's turn. The, yeah, the really ignorant like by, bystander that doesn't know that they're in your way. And you're like, get the fuck out of my public space right now. <laughs> Dude, I get so entitled. I'm like, this is mine. I was here first. <laughs> I've been practicing switch flips all week at the skate park. <laughs> Ryan, you yell. Are you angry when it happens? Uh, You know, I've been filming the last... Uh, well, prior to getting injured, I was filming and having a really good time of it. Uh, you know, I think that it just kind of depends when I was like only skating and it was my job. I always felt this stress of like, if I don't get this trick, I'm going to lose my sponsor and I'm like, not going to, I'm going to have to fucking work at Chick-fil-A. God damn it. And now, and then yeah, Jocelyn's going to come in and yeah. order from you and pose with his rock star. Yeah. And then, uh, lost the sponsors. Now I feel great. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, now when I go out street skating, I'm just like, it, it, as long as I'm here, like, I guess when we were in Palestine, there was like a, there was a deadline that we were on, you know, it was, we were there for 20 days and I wanted to film a whole part. And it was just like, that's really stressful because it's not like you can go back, but filming yeah. here, I'm just like, I, I could just call it exercise, you know, uh, I, I, I don't mind working on a trick for, you know, two, three, four sessions because I know that I can just go back and I don't have any sort of like deadline. And I, as long as I'm not in a lot of pain, you know, I'm not really getting that frustrated, but, um, but also like yelling just feels good and cathartic. Like that's not, yeah. but that's not like being angry. Like I'll yell sometimes if I'm trying to trick, but it goes away instantly. I'm not like in a bad mood when I leave the spot. Yeah. But, um, I kind of, uh, you know, filming here at least, uh, I feel like I've been filming here for so long and because of the way that planning works in Phoenix, there's just not a lot of, great spots like it's hard to come by good looking spots and so for me if i find a spot that i want to do a trick on that i feel like is is up to the the caliber that like i'm comfortable with like it feels like progress to me i'm yeah. kind of like i feel relieved like i'm just like okay i'm just gonna work at this and i guess that's kind of how i have friends who rock climb and that's how they are they just will like work on they call them problems for you know <laughs> fucking like six months right. a year like they'll just go back to the same fucking place in the middle of the woods and uh i actually like kind of like that philosophy and so for me yeah it's just like okay i thought of a trick that i want to do at deck park uh today i went and looked at the spot and i was like i think i could do this and so i'll just try it for you know hopefully i'll do it the first time i try it but uh <laughs> like i i just kind of like it get, got it in my head that i'm like i, I can do this and so it's just going to yeah. take the take the work to get through it. And honestly, like the process is fun. I like that yeah. process. Yeah, there 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 is something about street skating here which is like uh because I'm a little night crawler, uh one of the things that I notice is that actually a lot of there there are a lot of spots here, but they last 2 or 3 days because they're they're directly tied to uh incomplete development. Yeah. And so mm. you can you can find you know, a cool, you know, reasonable gap or, or you can find kind of like a, a cool planter to skate for a little while before the crews come in on Monday. So you get Friday to Sunday on it, you know? Um, and that's just a problem, you know, it, it, if you're trying to do a, 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 a pro skating thing that makes it stressful. But if you're mm. being a little fuck arounder, it makes it kind of nice. Uh, Kyle, you ever throw a tantrum in the parking lot? Man, I, um, 
I think, well, yeah, I have. Um, but it's it's been a long time since I really lost it. I guess I lost my temper a few months ago um, once and like punched my board. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, but like, I don't, you know, man, everything's so hard. Like everything's so hard. Tricks? Like, no, Life? period. No, like, you know, we wake up these days and it's garbage and we're inundated with things we have no control over and we feel responsible for those things and various people are telling us how to be more responsible and other people are not doing enough and they disappoint us. And it's like, man, if, if I were to also be talking about Noam Chomsky Biden thing, if I were to be disappointed (laughs) in my skateboarding, I would have a totally miserable existence. Like I'm, I'm at a point where right now, I don't know to be skating at 42. I feel very, very fortunate still. Um, and that I can still ollie over certain things and, get up on certain ledges if I try real hard. Like my ambition is very low, but you know, the, the bar moves. There are days you can't get on a backside 50, you know, like there are days <laughs> truly Dude, that like the hardest, easiest trick. Right. And it's like, when that happens, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to f- fucking like r- be upset at yourself? Or are you going to like, remember that you've been doing backside fifties for 20 some years and think like, Oh, maybe it's my shoulders or maybe I just can't jump today. Or maybe I should just fucking do something else. I guess. I don't know. I, I maybe, I maybe over, over zenning it a little bit than how Mm -hmm. it actually is in practice. But I'm finding that I'm, I'm, I've arrived into a vibe with skateboarding that I, don't know that I could totally describe and it's beautiful and it's, um, it's exactly what I want it to be. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm real grateful right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with spending most of my time working real hard on a, a totally different kind of project. And then also like factually, I think this is the, the most strenuous daily living conditions that most of us have ever known. And it's like, look at this other thing we have. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I get mad, but it's like it's so minor and it's so kind of like Ryan said cathartic. Like screaming at a skateboard is really valuable because it doesn't doesn't feel any of your fucking pain. Like it's <laughs> yeah. going to be fine. Like my 825 Chaz Ortiz board is going to be fine <laughs> no matter what yeah. I do to it. <laughs> it feels So yeah, well, I mean, that's th- it. This kind of gets at what we were talking about last week about the the good guy conversation which, you know, as I called Ted out for, Ted is not at that point in his skate career. No, I, I was I don't aspire to be pro and me not being pro doesn't isn't a demotivating factor yeah, of my skating. That's right. a that's a central core component of the complex. But I do want to be pro if anybody yeah. um, help me out, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I personally do not feel like I have uh resolved that question. And so I uh was notably silent during most of that conversation because I am uh, fearing the, the the coming future when uh yeah I I can't do tricks that I feel like I I should be able to you know and what that'll look like for me. Well, yeah. what it'll look like is a transition, right? Like what it'll look like is that it'll it'll be miserable for a like, time, and then you'll find something <laughs> seven feet long, four foot tall, right, like right, eggplant, right. slick right. bull nose right across the top, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I get you super pissed off. In, That's you, it. Turn 
Turn into a ramp guy, Ryan. <laughs> Easier said than done. I'm Ryan has a really good nolly heel tail stall. <laughs> Kristen, what <laughs> happened? To, you were you were on a vert. You were on a vert kick for a while there. Have you gone Dude, back? COVID shut oh, down my dreams. Right. I shut wanted to be a vert power. skater. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's really me too. <laughs> have you heard that trope of it's like, oh, you get older, like just get into like skating bowls, you know? I'm like. Pfft. That is way harder and way more dangerous Super than skating hard. a manual <laughs> yeah. pad. Like, we need to be pro manual pad people. Yeah. Um, no quarter pipes over two feet tall, please. Thank you. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave Smith, uh, listener of the show, has really got it figured out. He just, he learns a new manual trick every day in his in his forties. That guy rips. That yeah. guy's so fun to watch. Yeah. He's um, my hero. First yeah. off, uh, was my inspiration for the three flip no slide. Um, but nice. it's fine to, to to learn new tricks. I don't have anything against uh, learning. That would be fucking absurd. Um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's less about learning individual tricks, though, and just kind of like understanding, like, because yes, you can. You reach a point where you kind of you you realize you're like I'm not at the top of my game, and you could still learn tricks, but. There is a moment yeah. when you're like, you know what? I'm not at the top of my game where I can, you know, skate things that are scary yeah. comfortably. You know, for yeah. me, that's the thing that I'm I'm most worried about. Yeah. And I mean, part of the thing is, you know, you, you have to exercise parts of your bodies. And, and, and part of that is that you don't realize it, but it's like you are a jumper working like constantly jumping, even if it's every night at the six or or um you know, just consistently going off of things that are waist higher more during nor your normal sessions when you're skating five times a week, your heels and your feet and your ankles build up some resistance. And yeah. so it's really hard to start and stop and just go like, I haven't skated a 10 stair and I haven't skated a any stair in six months. Let me jump this yeah. 10. Um, your, your heels are real sensitive. It, it makes a real mockery of you. Um, yeah, which just to clarify, uh, in the grand scheme of things, this is not a thing that I'm actually worried about. <laughs> there are there are real worries in the world, and and whether or not you can do a, a switch flip back tail or something is not a not a I'm not a real worry. Of, I'm scared of dying, the inescapable isolation that maybe the people I love don't love me back, not being as good as I was when I was 24. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know personally. I think there's like a lot of like. There's, I'm sort of hearing from the conversation, it's like, oh, we just can't really take skateboarding too seriously, yada, yada, which like I totally get. But personally, like I would like to advocate for a space where like we do like really invest like more of our heart and our mind and our soul and everything, blood, sweat, and tears into skating because I think it's important for us to have something that is so meaningless to like really fucking care about because I think it is like therapeutic for my brain because it also helps me I'll realize after I get like upset at my skateboarding trick that I'm like, oh my God, this doesn't even fucking matter. Like, and I'll just laugh it off. And I think there's something like healthy about that in a way to like really care about something deeply that like doesn't really matter. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, think yes. it's like that big Agreed. of a deal. Like I don't get bummed. If I see somebody getting mad right. skating, I hope they don't focus their board because I don't have, I don't think that's a good thing. I hope though that like they can work through it and get their trick. And the fact that they're angry shows me that they give a shit and that they're alive. Yeah. And I think there's something really yeah. important about that. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I find that the, the, the greatest escape that you can get in this world is to be obsessed about a thing that you do not get financial remuneration from, mm -hmm. uh, just yeah. doing it purely for the fact that you're just obsessed. Yes. Have I shown you my music? Yeah. Agreed. I totally agreed. I think, 
if I could say one more thing on that subject, just like particularly back to um, the skate zine and and like particularly when it came to writing, right? And like the the, the sort of prompts that that Skate Witches workshop um, offered to writers. Like I think the thing that was that was super cool about that. Um, well, I don't want to go too much into it because the conversation will get all elliptical and weird, but like to offer prompts within a form, right. And to say like, Hey, try writing a caption or work on this interview or write, um, about a skate trip you were on or about the first time you went to a skate park, like those sort of like constraints create, I think a really, really wonderful sort of, um, box to live within and have your sort of care. Like, I I'm going to try as hard as I can to write this caption and it doesn't matter that it's just a caption. It doesn't matter that the photo maybe doesn't even exist. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Like poetry doesn't matter. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And you know, that, that exists for skateboarding too. And I think, um, you know, particularly if we're going to get in this conversation about more people writing about it and more people trying to be creative with their skateboarding, um, more people doing sort of work behind the scenes, I think one of the things that we come to find out is that like skateboarding itself becomes one branch of the relationship and then these other projects become another. And I think that that's how I think for me, balancing the what matters and what doesn't matters becomes super interesting because it's like, well, skating itself is like this other thing. And then there's all this other stuff I really care about, which is writing about it and getting things done, et cetera. And then skateboarding, the activity becomes this kind of like, playground of like well this is this is just fun time so yeah 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 i like it uh perfect send off time to say what i don't like and then we're gonna go to bed well you guys will go to bed and i will go skate that was very beautiful and i don't have anything that could uh do anything but ruin the mood so that's what i'm gonna do uh anyways <laughs> Uh, if anybody has something they don't like in skating, you can follow me up. One, QAnon skaters. Really sketchy, really scary. You guys are freaking me out. Please don't. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Second it's getting, that. It's getting, it's getting really fucking... Uh, yeah. I see some people really testing the waters with it. They're like, yeah. uh, you know, maybe just saying like, hello, it ain't right. A fucking Wayfair. I don't know. Kind of sketchy. And I'm like, oh, this is like two weeks away from something that's about to go completely haywire. Uh, yeah. Really, really and, concerned about children's welfare, but like from a creepy place. Yes, it's oh, and from an absolutely bad faith, ineffective place. And it's very scary. The world is scary. Uh, the second one is, uh, once again, I have found that the world outside of uh, people who have the skate experience writing about skating are just completely lost. And I, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know. You know, you can't put you can't box journalists in. I'm a journalist. I should know. But there's a there's a piece in Forbes called Once Again, Ryan Sheckler Proves to Be the Best Skateboarder Ever. <laughs> and uh it's what I, I is met, this recent yes it's by a fine writer her name is isis <laughs> briones i'm sure fine i'm is also that, sure what is that a tie-in with like is that is i'm that sure because he's some is it like the box set dvd of life of ryan or what do we got yeah it it had something to do with uh i think one of his organizations or something but it's definitely it looks like you know kind of like a bot content job yeah. uh with forbes and just, you know, if from the caption to the bottom of the copy, um, it's just riddled with 
misses from, you know, anyone who's kind of been in the skate experience for six months can kind of shoot through this thing in a thousand places. And I think it's, once again, I'm, I'm frustrated with, with skateboarding being mistranslated again and again and again and again. And I think at this point I should just expect it and have fun with it. And it kind of be, you know, like most things I, I just have fun with, but, um, I, I really hope that as we look forward to more people getting into skating and writing about skating, we can take notice of the bad ones and say, this is a complete fucking airball whiff chunker and not do this. That's it. My pyre is whoever took over as Tony Hawk's PR agent because oh, I just fuck. am like really concerned. Like he's like in his fifties, like let him chill. You know, he's literally going from endorsement to endorsement. Like he did like a master class. Are they doing elder abuse? 50. Dude, seriously. Like I'm going to, I'm going to like r- report a silver alert. Like, uh, <laughs> dude, Chipotle <laughs> to Masterclass to, dude, it's. They got, uh, jo- they got Joe Biden's team on t- uh, video- Tony Hawk. <laughs> dude, seriously. <laughs> every fucking video game interview. Yeah. Yeah. Can the man like retire? Like, I don't know. I, I'm sure like he's raising money to do something amazing and do cool stuff for his kids or something or whatever. But I don't know, man. I just, every week it's like a new Tiago part and a new Tony Hawk's endorsement deal and i don't know how to feel about it you know what i actually have a good pyre uh a thing that i've been thinking of is that i feel like you see a lot of skaters who are just shamelessly selling the shit out of their brand and that's all fine and good but it's always personal brand or the van slip on pro (laughs) another personal brand and it's always done in the name of like well they gotta you know pay the bills or make a living and it's like no we're talking about this is not in the realm of make a living. Like we got to make a distinction. Yes. It's not, you don't get like, oh, Ryan Townley's doing an ad for Taco Bell. Like good for him. He's making a living. It's always like, okay, these guys have already made, like they're in the millions of dollars realm. And now they're like adding icing onto the cake, which, you know, you whatever. We can make a distinction there that like some people should be able to retire off of skating. But I always feel like it's like, Hey man, like he's, they got to take care of their, their kids, you know, or, or, you know, they gotta, they gotta make a living. And it's like, no, uh, you know, at a certain point we're we're selling out the culture, you know, yes. for it's McRibgate all over again. Yeah, exactly. And so I just, uh, not, not totally against people selling out because whatever people do it for different reasons and they're in different positions, but like, let's not. Yeah. And if you can buy an apartment complex for 2 million and turn around and rent it out for the rest of your life, then, you know, that's just on that grind, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say, uh, I mean, I don't know a ton about Tony Hawk's assets, but I'd prefer him to be in bagel bites commercials than be buying apartment complexes or flipping houses. So, or like, yeah, that's actually exactly right. Corny. Uh, LA bro skater move. So, you know, but yeah, I want to see like Nick Michael Chipotle (laughs) commercial, Nika (laughs) Washington Whole Foods ad. Like, I want (laughs) to see the real working class, uh, heroes of skating getting these, uh, getting these deals. But instead, it's kind of like, okay, this skater who's, who's probably a millionaire is now padding their wealth and we're going to just call it making a living. Facts. Um, Rise and grind, bro. Kyle, you yeah. got one? Let Tony Hawk sleep. I don't think I do have one. I mean, wonderful. If I do, it's. Uh, 
it's it's gonna open a like a Joslin fucking door, and we're just gonna like let the drafty anti-vax winds blow through the house and stink up the place. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bummed on anything except <laughs> people who are against masks and vaccines. The two things that would really help us right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, and a fatty Medicare program that could cover people's fucking medical expenses. Yeah, All right. Fatty Medicare program. <laughs> that's the name Medi. of the episode, y'all. <laughs> fatty Medi. Uh, <laughs> this Medicare program went fatty to flat. Dude, but, you, know. Uh, you know, my that's that's my rap name. It's MediWap. Uh, which is actually maybe kind of topical with the uh, top 40s hit of the day. Anyways, that's it for your vent city. There's going to be a maybe a vaguely clumsy, sad, weird country song that comes. Oh, in fuck, about Ted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't talk at all about you doing the cover of the skate army skateboarding is suffering. <laughs> You fucking that was a feat that. of postmodern genius. Can you include that? Can you include that and the original, please, in this episode somewhere? Because I thought, I mean, it was, it's fucking great. Uh, set set to the uh, set to the the twee classic. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, that is my favorite clip of all time. I'm gonna play I'm, it after yeah. this show. Okay. It is it is hands down the best skate clip ever. This kid is a genius. I lost it, and you uncovered it two years after the fact. Listen up. If that's it, Vent City's done. If you are not in the skate army, then you're a kook and you're a yuppie and you can get the hell away from me. Yeah. Uh, I love skateboarding because uh, it's just suffering and I like to suffer and you got to break every bone in your body. And if you're not in the skate army, then. You're a kook and you're a yuppie, and you can get the hell away from me. Thanks again for listening. Our intro music is by the band Roar, R-O-A-R. You can find more of their music by using your streaming platforms. And our credits music is by the wonderful Alana Brine, I-L-A-N-A dot B-R-Y-N-E or naivetracks.bandcamp.com. That's tracks with an X. And our logo and graphic design is always by Michael Warfold, W-O-R-F-U-L.